Hey, you got him with this one, Doc. It's so soulful. Let's take him back. Come on. Hey, remember back in the block in the summertime when the sidewalk got so boiling hot that the heat from the street almost melts your flip flops or burn through your new shoes and leave you with holes in your socks. Us city slickers, there was no water in spots, so we'd head to the corner. Mr. Warner would knock off the knob on top of the hydrant. We was wild. Welcome, welcome, welcome back once again, all my do-dadders, future fathers, potential parents, and everybody tuning into the show. Welcome to episode three of Dad Hard with a podcast. Uh, I want to thank everybody, as always, for tuning in and checking me out. I really appreciate it. Apparently, y'all are liking the show because we keep tuning in. Numbers keep going up. This is a beautiful, beautiful thing. Uh, I'm so grateful for it all. And uh, I hope I keep keep entertaining you guys and giving you guys what you love and what you like about the show. So, this is episode three. I'm on week eight of dadding. And... This has been a fantastic week because I finally realized that my baby girl definitely takes after her daddy. You want to know why? Because she loves to sleep. Yes, 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 yes. I know I mentioned in the past couple of episodes at the start of her life, you know, she had a very tough time uh, with eating. She wasn't latching well to the to my wife's boob when she was trying to breastfeed and whatever. So, you know, she had this prominent tongue tie, so we need to get it clipped. I've gone through the whole thing before. Uh, so we were having to wake her up like every two hours. So she really never got the chance to understand the beauty of closing your eyes and just being able to sleep uh, because she was just kind of up, listen, literally every two hours on the dot. Uh, but now, finally... We've got her back on track with her weight gain. Uh, you know, we're going for her official two month doctor's appointment this week, but you know, she's back on track with her weight gain. She's gaining weight very well. We now can be a little bit more lenient with you know her feeding schedule, especially at night. So we can kind of let her sleep a little bit until she wakes up, not having to wake her up every two hours on a dot to, to, to feed her. So and she loves it. Because her ass is sleeping. I'm telling you, she is catching those Z's. Like, is she's getting paid for it? Like, she, and not just getting paid for it. It's like she's getting LeBron money for it. I'm telling you, she just out cold. Just knocked out. I even try to wake her up sometimes. You know, when it gets a little bit too long, you know, we put her down at maybe 9, 9.30. And, you know, all of a sudden, like, I'm waking up all concerned because I don't hear her, like, crying and it's like 3.30, 4, 4.30, 5. I'm like, you know, I, I got to wake you up. I have to. It's been like eight hours since you ate food. Like we got to, and she's just like, it's nothing. She she doesn't even want to get up. She's in having the best time of her life just sleeping. And you know what? You know who else likes to do that? That's right. I do. I love fucking sleeping. And so she's definitely her father's daughter. Um, but I'll tell you, she sleeps so much and so well, I probably should be calling these people that make the snoo and try to get her a little promo deal. You know what I mean? Maybe she could be the poster child. You know, really start cashing them checks. You know, got to get her started early. You know what I'm saying? But she's really cashing out like six to eight hours of sleep a night. And it's just been fantastic. Um, you know, it doesn't necessarily overlap perfectly with mommy and daddy's sleep schedule. You know, she's going to sleep at eight, somewhere between 8.30 and 9.30 and like, what adult is trying to go to sleep at 8.30, 9.30? Like, we're up all day. Like, she goes to sleep. We can finally, like, catch up on stuff, like, talking to each other. You know what I mean? Or or watching TV or eating dinner, you know? So, uh, but we're getting used to it. It's definitely kind of lowered our zombie level to about 97%. Uh, but given we started at about 430%, it's like pretty fucking good. Uh, and, and it's been really fantastic. It's been kind of a game changer, like letting her sleep. Uh, but week eight, man, week eight, the evolution continues. The development keeps on rolling. Um, other than just sleep, my daughter kind of discovered, I think, 
three main things is what I kind of broke it down to this week. She discovered three main things besides sleep in week eight. She discovered her hands. She discovered a cold. And she discovered Harry Belafonte. Yes, that is right. The one and only Calypso King himself, Harry B, has officially caught my daughter's heart. And it's beautiful. All it took with those two magical notes. You know what notes I'm talking about. Deo. Me said Deo. Daylight come and me want go home. I shit you not, people. One listen. And it just comes on. She hears that Deo. And she goes from wailing cry to smiles for miles. Like nothing else matters. Like talk about playlists and other music she likes, you know, she, she just loves it. She loves music. It kind of, it like really speaks to her and it makes sense. You know, I love music. I did music, um, in my previous life, I guess my pre-dad life, uh, my wife loves music. Uh, so we kind of play it in the house all the time, but now we're playing it for her. And ever since she like, this Harry Belafonte, she really connected with it. It's crazy. Um, you know, she, she loves Deo, she loves jumping line. And so once she found those, we kind of tried to expand on this Calypso thing. So now we've introduced like Bob Marley, you know, um, we've then kind of expanded into more like classic big artists. So we, we've introduced her to the Beatles. Um, we've introduced her to freaking Elmo, you know, she's, she's doing, uh, when she takes a bath, we give it a split splash. She was taking a bath. She loves it. She just like knows it's bath time. You know, it, it, she knows that by these songs that we play that she is supposed to be having a good time and she doesn't need to cry and be upset. Even if she has a poopy diaper or she needs to eat or, you know, she's cold because she's, you know, mommy and daddy taking too long to dry her off when she comes out of the bath or, or she's uncomfortable and she's taking too long to get her a pacifier. We throw in these songs and she just like gets so happy and she fucking loves it. And it, it's really, really great. And, you know, I've taken it to the next level this week. What I actually started to do, she started to kind of hold her head upright a little bit more herself this week. So what I tried to do is I tried to start standing her up. And so we'll be on a changing table or even like sitting on the couch and I'll stand her up and I'll start. I put on Bob Marley, get up, stand up. And I'll sing to get up, stand up. And I'll shake her around like she's dancing and she'll be bouncing around on my stomach or on my leg or on the changing table or the dining room table, coffee table, whatever it may be. Um, but she stands up and she starts dancing to it. And then I, the, the next thing I started introducing was dancing in the moonlight. She loves it. She hears that come on. And I'll take her up. I'll pick her up. I'll like swing her around like we're really dancing. And she loves it. She's like laughing, smiling. Like it's, it's the best thing ever. But nothing competes with Harry Belafonte. Like she just loves it. She loves it so, 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 so much. I don't know what it is about this man's sweet, sweet voice, but that sweet, sweet voice gets her every time. And it just like warms my heart when I see that happen because I can see that she's like understanding things and she's learning, she's hearing, you know, all that type of stuff. So it's just been really cool. Um, you know, and also, of course, whenever your week eight child bonds a Harry Belafonte, you would think that that would be the absolute highlight of the week. But my friends, my friends, my friends, that was not even the coolest part of week eight. Because early in the week, earlier in the week, I watched in absolute amazement and with a tear in my eye as I experienced my daughter find her hand for her first time. My fellow dads, I'm sure y'all know this. You know what I'm talking about. You know how incredible watching that happen is. Like you see it happen and you're just like, oh shit. Oh shit. She like sees it. She get, she understands this. It's like appendage and it's hers. It's not just this flailing thing the way I use my left hand. It's a, you know, I always say my left hand is just for show, you know, but she understands that this is like a thing that she can use and it's attached to her and she controls it. Um, for those of you who haven't experienced it yet, let me paint this picture for you. It's the other morning, and 
I'm up with the daughter. I'm feeding her in the morning. You know, kind of letting my wife try to catch up on some extra Z's. You know, whatever she can. She's got to wake up and pump and breastfeed, do the whole thing. So I try to, when I can, I try to to, to step up and, and watch the watch the baby while she can do that. So I'm sitting on the couch, catching up on my DVR from about like three weeks ago. And my daughter's rocking back and forth, side to side in her little swing. And all of a sudden I hear this, ooh, sounds coming from her direction. It's a weird sound. I never really heard it before. She seems like confused or like, I don't know what's going on. Maybe she's in pain. I don't know. I'm a new dad. Eight weeks. I don't know what the fuck it means. So I look over to her. I'm confused. I'm a little curious. And I look at the swing and in complete and utter shock as my glance darts directly to my daughter's eyes. And what the fuck? She's going completely fucking cross-eyed. I jump down from the couch. I get her on the floor. I'm like, look at her in the face. I'm about to grab her face. Like, no, baby, no. What are you doing? I'm like petrified. I'm so scared. I'm like, oh my God, it's the week eight of her life. My wife like trusted me to like watch her while she caught some sleep. I thought I was doing a favor and I fucking broke my daughter. I broke my fucking daughter. She has cross-eyed. What the fuck is going on? But instead, I look a little deeper and she's got her right arm up. And she's like opening and closing her fist and like turning her hand around like this. And she's like staring. She's like, ooh, oh. Like she's like discovered this hand. And I'm looking, I'm like, oh shit. This is the coolest fucking thing I've ever seen. I'm watching her discover her hand. Can you imagine what it's like to discover your hand? Like everybody listening, think about what it would be like if you didn't know what a hand was and you all of a sudden kind of like do something and this thing pops up in front of your face and you realize that you're controlling it and you're controlling it open and close and turn around. I watched her do that and that was so cool. It was so cool. It was just like the best moment Ever. Like, it was crazy. It was like an amazing, incredible moment. All right. So it wasn't her first steps or like her saying her first words or some shit like that. But it's got to be right in that same wheelhouse. You know, like that's like the preliminary like steps leading up to that. You know what I mean? Like, at least I know that she can realize that she can do stuff. I guess. Uh, but regardless, it was fucking special. It was like right up there with the coolest moments of fatherhood so far. Um, It was really, 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 really cool. That was kind of like the best moment of the week. Um, But as with all things, this week wasn't necessarily all sunshines and rainbows because the last major thing that my daughter discovered this week was her first fucking cold. And man, wow, like, it's just a cold. She didn't have a fever or anything like that. But like, it was... It was like heartbreaking to see the sniffles, the coughing. She's so much congestion, like hearing her struggle to like breathe through her nose in the middle of the night when she's like laying down. I had to like open up the humidifier and fill it up and make sure it was like working regularly so she could get enough moisture to break up the, the mucus in her nose and everything. But like listening to her do all that, it was like heartbreaking. I was like, oh my, like I felt so bad for her. I like I felt so bad and I wished I could do something, but it's a child, you know, like she doesn't even have her shots yet and and no immune system, nothing. So like I can't just like give her like Dayquil. You know what I mean? Like if it was like a, a teenager or like a you know, whatever, a twelve year old, you give her like kids Tylenol or like NyQuil or something to help suppress you can't do anything. You just gotta like let her sit there and suffer, for lack of a better term. And, and it, it's really, really, really difficult to do as a first-time parent, first-time dad, you know. Um, it was really difficult to sit there and just watch her be uncomfortable like that without being able to do anything. But, you know, it like daughter, like daddy, because it also helped me to discover a few things as well. And the first of these things is this beautiful, beautifully disgusting tool that us parents know simply as the snot sucker. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, it is exactly, it is exactly like what it sounds it is. It is this little tube within a tube that you literally stick into your child's nose and through the other end, you literally suck the snot out of your child's nose. 
with your mouth. A future fathers out there, I hear all the time from you guys, you know, my friends that are about to have kids, etc. I don't want to change diapers. Poop is so gross. Like, how do you do it? Like, I'm so scared of that. No, my friends, this is fucking gross. It's almost like the reverse of a, a mother bird feeding her young, except instead of the mother bird, it's you. And instead of it's young, it's your child. And instead of food going from your mouth to their mouth, it's snot going from their nose to your mouth. It ain't a pretty picture. But it made my daughter feel 150 million times better every time I did it. So you know what? I loved every fucking second of it because I was actually physically able to do a tangible thing that directly helped her. Like I saw it helping her as I was doing it. And like, yeah, the first couple times she cried, she whined, she like didn't really like it. But then she realized um, that it was helping her. She realized that after I could do it, she could breathe. And then she'd be happy. Now she's now me and my wife, like we fight over who's going to do it. And she smiles every time we do because she knows she needs it. Like now she, she'll like sneeze and like little snot boogies will come out and she'll like look up at us like, okay, who's going to suck this snot? Like it's sitting here waiting. I'm not even going to sniff it back in. Like who's going to do it? And it's just, it's crazy. It's so it's gross. It's fucking gross. I am like leading up to this. I was like, yo, how am I ever going to do this? Like this snot is going to go into my mouth. Don't worry. There's like a little snot blocker. So it's not actually going into your mouth, but like it might as well be because like it looks like it. You don't realize that there's a snot blocker until you actually do it. And but until you actually do it, you don't even care. Like I would take the snot blocker out right now and go do it a hundred times out of a hundred, knowing how much it helps my daughter to like breathe better, especially when she's sick. So, um, it's great. Like that's, it's fucking gross, but it's great. And you know what? Parents are fucking disgusting and we gotta be because kids are fucking disgusting. And that's just how it is. We all did it. Your mom sucked the snot out of your nose. Your dad sucked the snot out of your nose. It's just a way of life. My daughter's going to suck the snot out of her kid's nose when it's her time. But seeing how much it helps them, it it makes you feel parent-like, you know? Like, it makes you feel like you can protect them. You can do something to help them. So that was really cool. Um, The second thing I learned about my daughter being sick or that I discovered was that she's the fucking happiest human being on the planet. She couldn't breathe. She's coughing. She's sneezing. We're sticking thermometers in her butt. We're sucking snot out of her nose. Like we're rubbing shit on her feet, putting you know drops in her nose. And through it all, she's just smiled through every single second of it. Smiled like nothing was wrong. Like she didn't have a single care in the world. And it was incredible. Like that was the most incredible thing. Like she, she was just happy as can be, like nothing was wrong, it was fucking awesome, so there it is, with that, that's my week eight in a nutshell, hands, cold, Harry Belafonte, that's what, that's what my daughter is developing this week, it was a beautiful, beautiful thing, Um, but you know what, we might be done with week eight, but we're not done with episode three, because coming up, I have the induction of my first guest segment on dad hard with a podcast uh my guest like i mentioned last week was a longtime friend of mine he's just a few months ahead of me down this journey of daddom and we'll be talking about all things early fatherhood related uh but first just want to let everybody know listening out there that beyond just appreciating you guys listening as of right now Dad Hard with the podcast is available to listen on just about every podcast medium known to man. That means Spotify, check. TuneIn, check. Google Podcast, check. Spreaker, check. And now the number 12 dad-related podcast on the platform. And 
all my fellow iPhone users out there, the show is also available officially on Apple Podcasts. So please, if you have an iPhone, jump on that podcast app, do a search for Dad Hard with a podcast, and do your boy a big solid. Hit me with that subscription. Hit me with the five-star rating. Drop me a little comment, comment on the comment side, you know, If you're liking the show, hook me up with that support because I want to get this thing flying up those Apple Parenting Podcast rankings. Come on, people. I need your help to do it. I really appreciate it. Uh, And as always, if you want to connect with me, you know, whether to shoot suggestions for show topics or just hit me with comments um, and things that you think about the show, positive, negative, whatever it may be, just hit me. Um, or just a connect, connect on some dad parenting level, uh, shoot me an email, dadhardpod at gmail.com or hit me on Instagram at dadhardpod. Um, for right now, we're going to jump into this quick break, but on the other side, we're going to be welcoming my first guest. So don't go anywhere, go and jump into some music and we'll be right back with you. Holler at your boy. I'm about to let him know where we coming from, Rue. You know who it is. It's your boy Mo. Uh, introducing. This is the bird call, and I'm the lead eagle. Low profile slide through in the Jeep Regal. He's pants sagging past my ass, BEV suing. I ain't the king, but you still ain't my equals. My shit is hard as rocks. Your styles are see through. Well, I'm done with the sequel. You still on a prequel. I'm too advanced. Get I zoom right past it. I could teach you dumb niggas like remedial classes. Bastards blasting. My index is spastic. Don't make action, Jackson. Turn drastic. I don't wanna make that. Remember back in the days before you got blazed and lost in the haze. Remember back in the times when being just a kid was fun. Right, right. Remember back in the days before you had brains or cared about your waves. Remember back in the times when being just a kid was fun. Right, right. Remember the sandbox, little league ball felt like the sand. We are back. Welcome back to episode three of Dad Hard with a podcast. Uh, now, like I said before the break, this is a very, very special episode. Special why? Not just because it's the third episode, but because this is the inaugural episode of my guest segment. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, you sat through two episodes of this thing with no guests. I kept telling you what was coming. I got it. It's here. We're starting it off right now. The man I got with me right now, the dad that I have with me right now is a very good friend of mine. I've known him for, what, fucking 15 years? 15 fucking years. We were college roommates. We did all sorts of crazy shit together. And now we both what have... We did school. That's true. That's How we made it. How we made yeah, it through Northwestern, got, I don't know. Yeah, we just got ranked. Like, everyone's talking about the U.S. News uh, rankings. It was ranked like 9th. It was ninth, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. I saw so, somebody went to college with it. <laughs> of course you don't. Um, but anyway, I want to welcome my guest, Omri Boyko. Uh, like I said, we were college roommates, known each other for 15 years, and now we are kind of having kids at the same time. Ellis was what, in January? February? Uh, February. 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 Seven, seven months. Seven months. Jesus fucking Christ. Yeah, so another day, he's so big. Uh, yeah, he's enormous. <laughs> he's so enormous. But he's still, yes, I see some babies that are just so big. He's, um, he's like normal size, but, he, but it's insane to see that. Really grown. Honestly, I kind of forget what he even used to look like when I saw when I saw Aurora. I was like, oh my god, you just completely forget how small. It's crazy because yeah. so me and my wife talk about it all the time. Like I actually just saw a picture yesterday. I don't remember what it was from like Aurora's first like week, and she looked nothing like she does now. I showed I showed my wife. I was like, yo, like this doesn't even look like her anymore. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. crazy. Yeah, it looks nothing like. Yeah, I mean. I feel like they're changing rapidly. The, the crazy part is the change, I feel like, actually starts to accelerate a little bit more towards, like, uh, like four or five, six months. Really? Yeah. yeah. See, because, like, the whole point of the whole podcast, every week, like, they're changing so fast, right? Yeah, so, like, yeah. that's why I'm doing these every week, talking about her development, and, like, I see them going so crazy yeah, fast. I feel like it's, but, I mean, that's, I could be wrong. That's, well, you, know, <laughs> you also could be right. 
Um, but like, so you, so you mentioned how insane it is, but like, do you ever think how crazy it is that we now have kids? Like we went to college together. Now we have fucking kids. Yeah. I mean, it's <laughs> crazy. And we like, we have a bunch of our, it seems like it kind of happened at the same time for mm-hmm. a lot of people. So it seems like we now have like, uh, every few months we got another kid. Sure. That's why we, we have the snoo passed down. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the snoo, the snoo hand-me-down. This is not an advertisement. <laughs> no, not at all. Find a group of friends and pass the snoo between you. Facts. Um, and, uh, uh, no, it's absolutely insane. And honestly, I, like, basically trip out about it every single day. I look at it. Yeah. Like, I just, like, can't understand it. It's and really it's crazy wild. because they start to really, um, you know, I forget exactly what it is, but they start to really, like, recognize you. I think as a dad, yep. especially, yep. they don't fully recognize you at the beginning. You're just sort of, like, this person. And then it, it really takes, like, you know, the, I feel like they're more, more attached to their mom, obviously, you know, understandably so in the beginning. So it's like, as a dad, you're sort of, on the side of this whole thing, but then they start to recognize you and it's like amazing. Yeah. I mean, it takes time. Uh, you know, listen, it might take time. I think Rorick's recognizing me. You think she yeah, I do, I do. So it's actually funny that you yeah. mentioned that, right? This, um, my neighbor is a doula. I'm hoping to actually have her on the show. I have this whole idea for an episode nice. called To Doula or Not To Doula. It's going to be great. <laughs> Swear to God. It's amazing. It's amazing. Like an amazing complex. Like, it's one of these things that I've only now heard of in the last, like, two years, this doula. Yeah, it's probably because it was only created in the last well, two years. No, no, it's like, I think that's like a, a profession from, like, the, you know, like, ancient times. No, for sure. It's like the, the, the most, the most, like, original way yeah, yeah, yeah. to, like, have a sidekick during pregnancy or, yeah, like, no, you I know, before they were, like, doctors and shit. I'm surprised there weren't more doulas in, like, literature when we, you know, like, in high school, like, the books and stuff. Listen, but like when characters that were doulas. What, Pharaoh's daughter that had Moses had the, the, the doula said it was her son. Wow. That's a really <laughs> Look at that. Look at that. Think about that. So I guess that's a pretty original story. So, Straight yeah. up. All right. Well, other than that, I can't really think of another story. No, but so she, but so anyway, she, what I was saying is um, she lives across the hall and she was saying that like um, babies don't recognize that they're separate from yes. the mother. Or yes. fa- they don't understand the separation between mother yeah, and father. Yeah, yeah, they don't understand yeah. the separation between themselves yeah. and her, their parents. So we noticed at like four months that Ellis would start, like he would cry if we would walk away or whatever. And we thought like, oh, maybe he like misses us or whatever. But no, they said it's just like he doesn't, they don't even really conceive of, this, of them as them, like as a self. Of course, it's, right. it's a communal energy. Right. And constantly it's just fucking crazy. That's insane. Yeah, so suddenly they're like, oh my God. Oh, that's what happened. Oh my God. So we read this book. We're like, man, like, why are they, oh, this is hilarious. I was actually with my sister, her husband, Jenna, and Ellis probably like three. We were all like, at, I forget where. Um, Ellis was like probably four months old. So we're like putting that, he's freaking out crying, like freaking out crying. And we're reading like, okay, like what phase is he going through right now? And the description of the phase he was going through was like, imagine that these people, like that it's the first time you even understand that you're like a person and that you're separate from these people and you rely on them for literally everything. Like you can't move without them. And suddenly they just leave and walk away and like turn off the light, close the door. And like, I look over at my sister and she's like crying from this, like how like brutal this description is of what the baby's going through. And like, yeah, it's pretty fucked up. I mean, that's pretty rough. That's so, it's, yeah. it's, it's really crazy. It must be crazy to be a fucking baby. Like, it's crazy to be a parent. Like, you know, the, yeah, but imagine being a baby. Oh. <laughs> like, imagine that. Imagine. Imagine. Yeah. Did, did Jenna have reg- vaginal or C-section? Uh, Not a C-section. Vaginal? Yeah. Because now you think about how crazy that is, like, to be a baby, like, being pulled out. It like literally yeah. pulled into the w- world and seeing things for the first. That's insane. It's insane. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, it was. I remember, like, I don't know why when I envisioned like being in the like the room to give birth, like I thought that there was like all this distance between like where I was and the birth, but it's like kind of it's like, pretty close. Oh, it's right there. Us. Oh, yeah, it is like, there. It is right there. there. Even with the sea, like, uh, it is there. Yeah, no, I mean, it was the wildest, wildest thing I've ever seen. I also started crying right away when I saw it. I was like the man, if, like. I was telling you this earlier, but I think one of the craziest things about uh, a kid being born is um, it, it's just this theoretical, you know, it, and it's this it's this abstract and like yeah, you can feel them and they're kicking and whatever, but like I think we did an ultrasound at like twenty weeks, and then like I don't think we did another one where they show you really. I don't think so. I can't remember. I remember being sure, like, we were doing like twice people. a week, four times a week, like every day we were going to for ultrasound. Ultrasounds. I, I just like I remember thinking that. 
Yeah, like I don't have any good pictures of the ultrasound after like going out. Oh, dude, I have a picture of I have a picture of the ultrasound. Well, we couldn't get a good picture of Aurora for a yeah. very long time. But we have one where she's like waving at us. Yeah, it was hilarious. She never wanted to face us. She always no, was like yeah, back. We definitely, whatever. Point is, you like see whatever you know, yeah. your body's in there, but it's just this very abstract. Obviously, for a woman, totally different experience. But for 100%. you, for you as the as the dad, you know this, and then suddenly you're really the first you know person to see that. That was the craziest and, part and to me. Like, I'll get into that in a second. This physical manifestation of them, and suddenly you're like, oh my god, like that's you know, Michael's have a son. I was like, that's him. Yeah, and like I can't believe that's him. Yeah, like now he's a person. So I just broke down. Like I just started crying because I was like, "Oh my god, that's him!" That's him. You know and then there was the nurse was making fun of him. His name was Jason. He was like, "You're right there, sniffles." Like he said it to me like thirty seconds. Later, what the fuck? Which I thought was also fucked up. Like, it's fucked up. Yeah. Yeah. See how no hospitals are fucked up, man. Well, they definitely are. He was a nice guy, but he said it in a funny way. But it was just like a hilarious. That, that's. I mean, it's hilarious. A, well, I'm obviously talking about it not seven months after. So did they put her? Really did they put Ellis like right on? Did like Jenna right do the, the right on? They did. Right the, on. See that we didn't get to do that with the C-section. Yeah. That was like I felt so bad. I felt so bad for Nat. Nat didn't like get to touch Aurora for like an hour. Wow, really? Because she was because she's like out of it, like and the the the, the sheet is like all the way up to her chest sure, almost. Sure, sure, sure. So like she didn't even like. I had to like tell them I was like I was like listen she has to like touch so what the, the baby. So how is it for in your like when did you see it? So they they literally take it out. Yeah. And they bring it by I, I mentioned this on the first pod but like they they bring it out behind from behind a sheet where they're doing like the surgery or whatever and they just like brought her over and like I thought that like maybe they were like they were like coming like bring it to Natalie bring it to me but they just put it on a fucking plate. Really? on a plate like under yeah. the light like under the lights yeah, or whatever sure, sure, sure. so it was because it's cold whatever then they were like hey do you want to cut the umbilical cord I was like yeah, yeah sick like whatever and then like they left they like walked away and then, and she's just like sitting there on this like plate tray whatever it is and like I have no idea what to do you know it's and they're just like walking. Wild it's crazy <laughs> it's wild it really is it's, it's wild wild west it is wild wild west yeah. I didn't know whether I could touch her or not. Like I was like, is she like, st- like, am I sterile? And like, what's going yeah, on? Actually, they said to me, like, um, like it's good to do for dad also to do skin to skin. Right, I didn't get to do that so until I, we were so home. I think. Like my shirt's off. And yeah. I'm like, I have a hairy chest. I'm like, <laughs> she must have, like, he must have loved it. Yeah, he's like, he's it's like, like a bear. Like, yeah, he still I mean, pulls at my. Like, pulls oh my god, all the time. time. But, uh, yeah, no, so suddenly I'm there doing the chest which was actually really great, yeah. I do have to say. It was really nice. See, that was what, that was, was kind of, not like fucked up, like, listen, it was better that we had yeah, the C-section, yeah, it was yeah, better for, for everybody. The yes, of course. And the mom. Uh, yeah. And, um, but like that, we, we both kind of missed out on that. I don't think I did skin to skin with Aurora until we were home. Wow. Really? Which is crazy. How were you in the hospital? Uh, what are we, she was, we went in on a Tuesday, we went home Friday. Which is insane because yeah. we should have stayed through the weekend. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we should have. So we should have stayed through the weekend because of like the whole like breastfeeding thing, and uh, you know, my wife has like some adrenal issues and hypothyroidism. So like, she, and like, you don't like know actually how to like breastfeed. Like nobody yeah, actually teaches you how to breastfeed or to, how to do anything. They just like show you a video. They're like, look, the baby's crawling, and they're finding the boob. I mean, you really did you go to a class before? No. Uh, you... No, definitely. Really? We, 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 we went to like a breastfeeding class and they like showed us like this video and it's like the woman's just like, see how the baby just goes right on and Listen, crawls its videos. way up to the breast. The funny thing about a video, so now Ellis is seven months, so they're doing this thing. Um, well, he's got to start eating. Like he's been eating food now mm-hmm. for a few months. So you start with like purees and whatever, but like they need to eventually eat uh, like bigger and bigger pieces because otherwise they just won't. Like learn how to eat and chew and have food in their mouths or whatever. So you're supposed to start giving them bigger food. And then there's like this concept, baby-led weaning, you know. And I guess the idea is that I don't really know what the idea is. <laughs> Sick, good, thanks. No, I think thanks, the thanks. Like, the audience really thanks you for that yeah, one. No, no. I mean, I'm sure people know. They can Google it. But uh, no, it's like the baby dictates. Oh, 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 the baby leads weaning off of the purees or whatever into like bigger real foods whatever that's the point 
Talking about like reaching at your steak on your plate? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like oh, the okay. baby starts to, to, to know what they want and they'll take the food and they'll start oh, getting at certain cool. things. So you're like, okay, well, if they want it, let them, you know, rather than you saying, hey, you're going to eat this and this and this and this, time, like they start to set their own schedule a yep. little bit more, right? And so, anyway, there's a video about baby led weaning, okay? And then this kid is like, I don't know where they got this kid. He's like uh, Academy Award winner. He's like six months old or whatever. You know, he's like sitting in the high chair. He's perfect in the fucking high chair, like with a smile on. I'm like, I put my kid in the high chair. He starts freaking the fuck out. Like, I give him like a fake, like a book. It's like, it looks like he's reading a newspaper. So then he's sitting in the high chair. So, and it's like, you know, everything is very quick with children. Like, you have a cut, you know, it's like a short fuse. You got, 100%. You got two minutes max or 30 Oof, seconds. 30 seconds. Oh, God. So, you know, so this kid is sitting there smiling, whatever, and they put him down in this, you know, this this high chair. We got the high chair right here next to us. And, like, there's, like, a piece of broccoli on the high chair, like a piece of sweet potato, like, you know, all these, like, healthy, like a Brussels sprout. Like, all these, like, healthy-ass things are on the, the you know, in front of him. The kid sits and he's like, oh, no, this looks nice. And the kid will, like... He, like, grabs the broccoli and, like, takes a bite and then, like, puts it down. And it's, like, flash forward today. Like, my kid, I try to give broccoli. And he's, like, he takes one taste of it. So Probably like, throw it in your face. It's, like, you know, it's, like, yeah. Dude, yeah. they go from zero to like, a million, to like, yeah. this so in those 20 seconds. The point of that whole story is that they, they, um, these videos are just completely unrealistic. Completely no, come on. and so, so it's like I don't know what to say. Like, why don't they ever just have a kid freaking out and be like, "Okay, well, this is more, you know, dude, what it's really gonna be." Like. Dude, that's exactly what our experience was with this, like breastfeeding thing, which is like what I want to talk, what I want to talk a little bit about sure. um, with you, because I you know, like, when Nat was going through it, like, and all you wanted, you kept like trying to see the baby, and I was like, "Dude, we can't breastfeed." And you and I yeah. talked about a lot about like well, the stigma about it. Because when your friend has a kid, you're like, "Oh, like I want to go see the kid," and you're thinking, "Like, man, is he like pissed that I don't want to see the kid?" Me, when I put myself in the position, I'm like, "I don't want to fucking see anybody." So it's like, I'm like, seriously, like I get it. Like, <laughs> yeah. No, you were you were great about it. You were great. Yeah, like, I'm just checking in to make sure that you're not really pissed at me for not checking <laughs> in, but I definitely don't need to come by. No, no. Fine. it was, but. We, talk, we talked about a lot about it at that time, about yeah. this whole breastfeeding thing and how it's like pretty fucked up. Like the propaganda that you're like fed as you're like an expecting parent about like how breastfeeding is like the right thing to do and like formula is like so bad and like you're going to be like fucked up if you're a formula baby and you're going to get sick more and like all this wild shit. And, um, you know, I know, I, I believe... Jenna had a hard time. To, I mean, yeah, I don't know anybody that hasn't had a hard time with breastfeeding yeah, situations. Know, but it's crazy how... Like, first of all, you know, they're like, oh, yeah, we have lactation consulting, <sighs> blah, blah, blah. But, like, you know, we personally didn't have a good experience with any lactation consulting, really. And I, I haven't really heard of anybody who was like, oh, yeah, like, this is a great lactation consultant. Lactation consultant almost killed my child. <laughs> first, like, the second day we got home from the hospital. Swear to God, I'll get into that story later, people. Sure. So, you know, it's, it, I mean, I, I think, you know, the prevailing opinion probably amongst at least people that I've kind of spoken with is like, yeah, you want to give you know, breastfeeding a shot. I think most first sure. parents probably come in thinking, okay, like we're going to breastfeed. Well, the connection that you get from it is yeah. like, it's no, fantastic when you see it work. It's great. And, and I guess that they, they say like, yeah, it's hard or like, don't worry if they don't latch or blah, blah, blah. But I, I think it's like, it, it's honestly so much more than just like, just this like, wow. Like that's the only thing I heard. Like, oh, they might not latch or whatever. But yeah. Like most people I've talked to, ever they said like the, they, you know, their wives felt like really bad, like bad about yep. themselves in the beginning. Yep. Like there wasn't really like a good support infrastructure yep. around it. There's and no like, support infrastructure. In general, yeah. Well, that's like the bigger kind of concept here is in general. Like I, I, like I think we probably as a country do like a, not maybe such a great job at a lot of some of these types of communal, you know, support things. But like postpartum care in general and like support system, like, terrible and, and infrastructure here is like not it's not existing. Yeah, that's true. It's true. Insane. So like Janice, I could tell me that she read in other countries. You basically get put into a support group with other parents who had kids. Around uh, the like same time? This, you know, a few days of you having kids. And there's actually mandatory meetings that, that you have to go to. Uh, I mean, I don't know, like no, see, they should do it. But yeah, there's like these They should do that here too. You know, that you're like, hey, you got to go talk to people. Yeah. I think there's such a lack of communication and story sharing and, and real kind of support around this stuff that's like shocking. well especially going into the like before you have the baby also there's that lack because like that would be like that i think is where 
the support can really come, like where you get like the real story about yeah. you know what actually happened. So like I tell people all the time, like I, I told Patton and I told my other buddy that's having a, a a baby in like March. I told I told Patton to tell his wife, and I told my other buddies my other buddy's girl. Like I was like, yo, call my wife because she is going to tell yeah. you what re- what it's really really yeah. like because nobody does, and it's like. I don't know. I don't know if it's like there, like like there's a, there's like a scared them yeah. to like not be like honest because like maybe everybody else had a great time and like you're the only yeah, one I mean, that's, that's having. But like that's like the culture that's like bred by it. It's really really crazy and it's like hurtful. Uh, it's very hurtful. And I think the thing is like breastfeeding, especially like it's you know you know it's interesting as a as a father obviously you because you sort of take this position where you really sort of like the support you know, system there, and, and you want to do, you know, you don't want to have, you, you don't really, I didn't really have at least too strong, with it. like, I really wanted my wife to do what she felt. I'm the was, same way, same know, way. That was right for her to mm-hmm. do, and I was not going to push one way or another, um, you know, I just really wanted to encourage her, and it's, it's I mean, it's tough, it's, it's you know, communication stuff, it's, it's definitely a strain, but like, breastfeeding is very multidimensional, because it's not just, like, okay, is the kid latching, and like, is it coming out, but there's like, um, like, how long do they eat for? How yep. much do they get? Are they yep. growing at enough of a yep. pace? Right? And so now you're like, okay, well, I'm doing the breastfeeding, but it's, it's I'm doing this timing, and you're reading these books, so like, you have to do 15 minutes, and you're like, but wait, it's, like, taking a lot longer. And how do you know if they swallow? Yeah, like, how do you know how much you're actually getting, which is sort of a problem. And I'm sitting there, I'm like, man. You know, and then there's pumping, which is, like, a whole nother. Don't even get me started like, that snort, but I, I, pumping I, I is the fucking worst. I can't get over, like, how you think that having the kid is the hard part but then like like they're getting through that and like that part is so much Jenna said that to me the other day she said it to me the other day I mean I know people obviously like you know we're not the same experience with everybody but it's it's just I'm more speaking to the fact that it's so the postpartum process is so Mm -hmm. difficult and so yeah so you have this breastfeeding and it's just like I mean again you don't there's no like hey you know try these other strategies it's like well there's breastfeed and you know but maybe they'll keep crying. And so you're sitting there and you're like, and then it's like, okay, why well, am, am I inadequate? You know, is the kid not getting enough? Kid's not growing. I mean, it becomes very hurtful. It's a very emotional process. You know, Absolutely. So, and, um, and, and yeah, I mean, it's, um, you know, eventually we sort of got to the point where we were like, Hey, you know, like we started asking, we had a, a doula too. It was amazing. And oh, you did have a doula also. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, she's a doula. She's a doula. She's like a, she's, she's like a PhD. She, she was great. Um, so she came over and started talking to us about it and was very much, she's very like facts oriented. Mm-hmm. She knows a lot of facts. So that was important because she's like, okay, well, you know, the, these are the facts. This is what this is. And she would tell you things. And you're like, okay, like I feel better hearing, you know, like statistics about this kind of stuff. But she basically said like, you don't, like to get the benefits of breastfeeding, and there are benefits of breastfeeding. Like I'm not going to beat around the bush around that. But like, you know, obviously a lot of people are also formula fed and, you know, there's no like, long-lasting, at least finding like, real difference, but... Well, formula now also is, like, so... It's so, like, technologically advanced yeah, or yeah, chemically exactly, advanced yeah. or, or nutri- nutriently take, advanced. Yeah, formula, I wish... You know, I, yeah, I wish I could take it. Like, I look at all the vitamins and stuff like that. And, well, listen, so every time I have to, like, taste the bottle that we do yeah. now, I'm like, well, let me let me get a little bit more of this yeah, formula. So, <laughs> so anyway, what she told us is that you can get, you get the benefits of breastfeeding. You don't have to be exclusively breastfeeding the benefits of breastfeeding. Exactly. That's what, Which yep. is like, why don't they just fucking tell you that at the yes, hospital? Yes, 100%. Like, hey, by the way, this is really hard. Like, just so you know, you're going to experience this, you know, there's going to be several elements of it. I didn't even get to the other elements because there there is this pain, um, by the way, that can be caused, um, you know, if, if the milk doesn't come out enough, right? Was it mastitis or whatever yeah, it is? Yes. Yeah. There's mastitis, which can be a bacteria, you know, it's a bacterial infection. Yep. It can be very dangerous. You have to go to shower. And, and when you clog the duct in general, it, can, oh, it just sounds dude. like, it's just, it's, it honestly, it's, a, it's a sort of a very difficult, you know, thing. And, and that's what I'm trying to say is there's a lot of layers mm-hmm. that you're not told about and that are not expected. And it's just like, you wish somebody would just say, hey, listen, you know, you get it. There are benefits to breastfeeding. You, as a parent, naturally are going to be inclined to want those benefits. But you can. There are other. You know, there's other things to help so that you can have some sanity. For sure. And, and, it, and it really took. I think it took a month. I think we had a month, maybe six weeks, 
started supplementing, and he wasn't he wasn't growing. I mean, he was not growing as fast as Andre. I remember the last time I saw him before Sunday, he was like very small. Yeah, yeah, he was tiny. Yeah, he was in like the sixth percentile, seventh percentile and stuff of weight. So we're like, okay, like that's like, you know, at one point I think Trevor was like, he's gonna fall off. You know, he might fall off the chart. There's a win. Like I'm sort of laughing, but it's not. You know, you're scared. Of course, I don't know what's happening. They have a parasite. Do they have something here? Like it's all just terrifying. Dude, um, we went to the exact same thing with Aurora. She lost like a full pound in the first two weeks that she was out of the hospital. We left the hospital, actually a pound and a half. She, she like left the hospital at like, uh, at like seven, seven to 10, or seven, 12, seven, five. I don't know. Then her yeah. first doctor's appointment, she was seven, 12. Then like she wouldn't latch to Natalie's breast. And, um, and like we didn't know, she was just crying all the time, and she was because she was like hungry so and she wasn't feeding well. She we went back to the doctor. She was six one. Wow, she lost a lost pound. a pound and a half or yeah, something like that. Supposed to lose weight, but not not that yeah, much. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it was rapid. Like she was like on the verge of like malnourishment. Now a lot of it had to do with the fact she had a tongue tie, which is something they also don't tell you yeah. is like possible at all. So somebody's talking to me about a tongue tie. I'm like, what the hell does that mean? Um, you know, it's and it prevented her from like latching or whatever. Um, and they're just like, snip it, snip it, snip it. I'm like, snip what? You would have cut my child? She's like seven days old. And you want like, snip. so they, the, the frenum or frenulum, whatever this little thing, uh, uh, okay, yeah. they snip. That's it's when uh, it's all the way to the tip of the yeah. tongue. Uh, Hers was very prominent, so it's all the way to the front, but it was very thin. So it was like apparently like an, the easiest type of tongue tie to take care of. And the doctor's like, oh, that's going to help a lot. But very two weeks in, we had to start supplementing formula because it just wasn't. And it was so emotionally, like, so emotional for Nat, like, because she felt so, like, you know, she felt that inadequacy and all that stuff. But it's so difficult for, like, me. Like, my heart was breaking every day because, like, Nat couldn't even watch me give Aurora the bottles. Wow, she really got you. She, she was so upset. Yeah, I mean, it's, you know... Yeah, I mean, yeah, I guess it's very difficult. I mean, like I said it's super emotional, and uh, yeah, understandably so. And uh, I think part of that is the framing, you know, because yeah. you're not told, hey, you know, this is something you should do. And honestly, like, we were, we decided we were going to be very, like, forthcoming about that with people and just say, like, yeah, we, we did formula. Science. So when did you start doing formula? I think in a month okay. we did it. Um, you and know, you did both? Uh, yeah, we, so we breastfed, Jenna breastfed, um, for like six months. Okay. And we supplemented with formula starting one month. Did you, when you gave... It was nice for him because he would have like a, he would be like, oh, that's like your appetizer yeah. now, like uh, That's what we're doing with her now. She's yeah, sick yeah, right yeah, now? So like I thought nice, we're doing. Very nice, uh, you know, nice session. Um, but yeah, and, and honestly, he was, he was also like just sleeping better, yeah. you know, when he was out because he was obviously more full. So I, I don't know. I just think there's a lot of unknowns, they always tell you this stuff like, you know, like how do they know what the fucking baby's thinking when the baby's, you know, two weeks old? I mean, what? Like, it was like, oh, the baby see this. I'm like, oh, at this point, the baby only sees that. Like, how do they, I don't understand how they know that. But, but I don't know how they know what the baby's, I just think that there's, you know, the babies are sophisticated, you know, emotional beings, even though they're not, even though they can't talk or whatever. I feel like they're super genius. I'm still, I said it, I said it last week on the pod. I said, I'm convinced that my daughter is a fucking genius and me and my wife are going to fuck her up. They all have this sort of like magical emotion. Straight up. It's not the IQ because they can't remember. It's like the EQ, you know, the emotional, like they can, like they, they they can just understand through feel, I think. I agree with you. So whatever, all point, all of this is to say that, you know, Again, it's this, it's this very multifaceted, multidimensional element, and a lot of it has, all of those have to go right for it to go off without a hitch, and I don't know how often that's the case. I haven't talked to, I, I have not talked to one person, and trust me, I talked to everybody like I possibly could when we were having, you know, the, the issues and stuff, because I wanted to, like you said, we're the support system, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. like they're not like eating from our tits, you know what I'm saying? So yeah. like... We can't like step in and like pinch hit for them. We just have to like help to be the best coach, I guess, that we can. And so I went to try to talk to every single person possible that I could. Anybody I knew that had kids. That's why, like, I was reaching out to you about you know what you were doing or whatever. And 
I did not hear a single story that was just like, oh yeah, it was easy breezy. I breastfed and she was full all the time and this yeah. and this and that. It was, it was always something. It was overproducing. It was underproducing. Sure, it was sure. like, I didn't produce at all. I was getting mastitis. Yeah. I couldn't, you know, my, I couldn't breastfeed. So my kid got jaundice. And so I had to fight with my husband about giving, about giving formula or, yeah. uh, you know what I mean? It's, Every single person that I spoke to had these like horror stories yeah. about how difficult breastfeeding well, was other, for them. The other amazing, like the other thing that they always say is, um, uh, which I guess in the beginning was kind of true, maybe, maybe not, but it, the, the, the whole thing is that like the flow from the bottle is different. Yes, for sure. That's what Nat's biggest thing was in introducing the bottle so early yeah. is that it was different. Yeah, and so it's like there's this, you know, I don't know, I guess, and maybe. People have experienced that where um, the baby doesn't want to breastfeed anymore because of the But we actually didn't experience that. He always wanted to breastfeed. And that, well, that's what they, they say also. They always and, do. And, and, or, you know, whatever. It would be like 30 minutes and he was just still hungry or he wasn't full. He wasn't growing enough. So we're like, hey, like, we need to give him something else to yeah. kind of beef him up. And, and, and then he would just be happier. So I was like, oh, okay. Like, obviously that's working. Yeah. Um, but, but yeah, no, I remember the first time when I did it, and uh, actually I think, so I was on the like, wake-up duty for that. So I think we were, because eventually what we did is, like, so Jenna could sleep, we would, um, she would do, like, uh, like 7 p.m. feed or something, and then go to bed. Oh, I, shit, that's the, that's the way to do and it. And then I would do the, I would, I naturally would just, I guess, like to stay up a little bit later, so I was like, I'm not going to go sit at 7. So I did uh, 10 o'clock. And then also the one o'clock a.m. ish one, and then she would wake up and do like four a.m. Oh, and I would I'll one up you. I'll one up you on that. So no, but what I'm saying is, when I got up at that time, the first time that she was asleep, and I had to form that, it's like you know, be careful, like don't yep. eat too much. You know, if he drinks too fast, like that's it, like the world's over. And I was like, oh my god. So I'm about to take a sip. I'm like, <laughs> I'm, like I'm like tilting the bottle like the right angle so that the flow like equals the right thing. And he's like guzzling this down. And I'm like, oh. Like, I gotta get that. I'm like, all right, slow down, slow down, you know? And then you take it away, and they're like, ah! This thing would be freak out. shit, like, the angle's not right, you know? And so, well, the angle's too steep. You can't give down too much air. You can have too much air in the nipple of the bottle. Oh, my God, and you're just, like, freaking the fuck out, you know? It's, like, it's, like, 10 or 1 in the morning or whatever, and I'm just, like, you know, That's how it was. That's how it was. It was terrifying. I remember the first time, so I remember the first time we gave Aurora the bottle. I... I read this book called Be Prepared. It was like the only book that I read leading up to this and uh, that like actually did anything for me. Like I actually like spoke to, I actually hit the guy up the other day to be prepared. Okay. Like it's hilarious. There's like pictures. It's like, it's like a picture book for dads. It's hilarious. It's it's the only thing that like I tried to read it. Everything was so like boring and whatever. That's why I'm starting this podcast, right? But this book, and I actually reached out to the author to come on the podcast. So, Gary Greenberg, if you're listening, come on the goddamn podcast. Anyway, um, it said, like, when you're ready to start introducing the bottle, like, as a dad, you have to make sure that you're the, you give the first bottle. Yeah. And so, like, I had this joke with why, Nat. Why does he say that? Because, like, now you finally get the connection well, of, I like, agree with that, feeding the kid. I, I will say that's the first thing that I did where I was like, okay, like, I, you know, the, uh, <laughs> I was telling you earlier with this comedian, Mike Birbiglia. Also, if he's listening, should come on. <laughs> you live on my block, bro. I Brooklyn. see you all the time. Yeah, but he was saying that, like, as the uh, as the dad, I, he had like a great comedy special about um, having a kid. He said, "As the dad, you're the pudgy, milkless vice president." Like, that's, that's so. We're Joe Biden. <laughs> yeah. So that's what. So that's what you feel like. You're like this vice. You know, this pudgy, milkless vice president. And then suddenly you have a responsibility and you're like, yes, yes, I'm yeah. going to execute this yes. responsibility. Yeah, that was my thing. That was my always like when we, we decided, Natalie decided she wanted breastfeed, whatever. Um, you know, that was my thing. I was like, well, I got to give the first bottle. I didn't realize it would happen like day seven sure, of Aurora's yeah. life. You know what I mean? Where I had to do it. And it was like, I was like super pumped. Like I was like pumped like that. But Nat was so upset because it was so early on that we had to like introduce this thing. And like I was Petrified that I was gonna do it. She left the room. It's like me and like 
her mom, I think it was like me, her mom, then like my mom, and then like her dad was like off to the side, like on his phone, like looking up like Grateful Dead YouTube videos or something like that. And and I'm like sitting there petrified, like I'm like shaking, like looking at her mom's like staring at me, like making sure that I'm doing it right. Like she got instructions from now, like make sure he does it right over there. I'm like not like tilting it back. There's like no milk coming out or like flailing. I'm like, okay, tilt it. It's, we Oh, it's probably it's probably benefits of having a doula, which we didn't do. I don't know. I mean, are these things like are these real? You know, potential negative consequences. Listen, I think everything when it comes to like pregnancy and and dealing with parent like in parenthood and like learning, and especially like the pre parenthood aspect of it, everything is both a positive and a negative because like every there's value in everything that you learn, you know, but there's also like value to a point, and there's a lot of times where people that are giving you this quote-unquote valuable information overstep their boundaries and it turns in turns the other way and becomes yeah. negative information. Like, you know, like these breastfeeding and like pre-pregnancy classes, they like give you such this ideal view of all of that. And like, okay, cool. Like I get breastfeeding is this and, and uh, the, you know, the epidural has like this and whatever. It like helps you to make decisions, but like it puts it in such like a idealistic vacuum that yeah, it a, becomes kind of negative, yeah. Which is like, you know, I mean, maybe there's something to the fact that you have to go through this process because it like prepares you for what 100%. you need to to be a hundred percent. So to that extent, I'm not saying like, oh, you know, you're not going to go through difficulty or you shouldn't go through difficulty. But I wish they would have just said like. There were no books, and the books were really like, this is fucking hard. Good luck, you know? <laughs> Dude. Be prepared for be, You know what? We should write that book. Yeah. One page. Like, yeah, just one page. Everything is know, fucking hard. Know, like, just figure it out. No advice here. Just <laughs> know it's going to be fucking hard. You know? And you got to figure it the fuck out. Which I feel like is probably, like, the other, you know, I think the other sort of fun slash, like, you know, cruel thing about being a parent is, like, the second you figure something out, and this starts to accelerate for sure. Like the second you feel like you figure something out, th- they're like done with that and on to this next, next thing. Hundred percent, right? So it's like, oh, like, like now I'm just terrified that Elsa's gonna choke. So like every day I'm monitoring his fucking mouth. Like every day I'm like, um, you know, I tried to give him pears, you know, like pear pieces. So like I'm chopping up the pear and I'm squishing it forward to like you know mush it up as like, much as I can. But then it's like, well, I can't mush it up too much. Because if I wish up too much, he won't do the baby like eating, and then he'll never know how to eat his whole life, and he'll just be like this adult who has to eat purees because he never learned how to. <laughs> he never learned how to eat. So I'm like, but don't we all end up as adults that eat purees that, eventually? Yeah, so that's like, that's like my like the joke. I'm like afraid that if I don't give him like the do the baby like weaning now, like it's the next. It's the next thing, day, you know. So I'm like, oh, if I don't do the baby like weaning, like he'll never know how to eat food. And so, you know, so I give him these pieces of pear, and uh, I forget what else we had. It was like either cereal or some kind of yogurt mixed in. And uh, he's like, he smiles like at the end, and I look at all the pieces of pear still in his mouth, and I just freaked out because I'm like, oh my God, he's going to choke on these pieces of pear. So I immediately like put my hand in his mouth, and I like open his mouth, and I like, I'm like grabbing the pieces of pear out, and he's like, small. He just starts hysterically crying. You know, like, hysterically crying. Oh my God. So the point is, like, and that was like, you know, a month ago or two months ago, whatever, I was like worried, like, oh my god, he's you know not gaining weight. So the second I'm like, okay, we get the weight thing figured out. Now it's this. Oh, I, I saw him. Food. He's gaining weight. Yeah, don't exactly. don't worry. Yeah, he's gaining a ton of weight. So you see him now. He's like huge. You know, he's much bigger. And now you're like, oh my god, he's choking. You know, on this. And now that's like the next thing I got to worry about. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, great. Like, just another. So anyway, maybe that's part of what you sort of you know have to be ready for because every few months you kind of close the book on one challenge and then they just start doing anything. So uh, it's it's next. very true. So, it's very true. So it's every couple of weeks, not even a couple of months. I mean, yeah, for me yeah. right now, it's every couple of weeks. Um, and it's wow, something new. Eight, 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 she's eight weeks. Just turned eight weeks. Yeah. Wow. It's crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. So I, I feel like 12 weeks is really a, like a demarcation line for when they start to like look a lot more like what they're going to look like. But they just, there's definitely like an awareness jump yeah. at 12 weeks. So that's so it's interesting. I, I like I saw like a little bit. I talked about it last week. Like I saw a little bit of an awareness jump starting like week six, week eight, a little bit. Like week seven, a little bit more. Week eight, even more. Yeah. Um, you know, like like finding their hand yeah. is like a yeah, really yeah, cool yeah. thing. Like quicker. Yeah. Move quicker. 
But it's so funny. She just found her foot the other day. I was rubbing like eucalyptus rub on the bottom of her feet because she was sick. And like she's like looking at her feet while I was doing it. Oh, it smelled so good. Made her feel so much better. Really? Yeah, I'm telling you, eucalyptus rub on the bottom of the feet. Like the... We've done coconut oil. So this, so this one that I got, it has coconut oil, eucalyptus, lavender, and there's another ingredient. I forget what chamomile. That's what it is. Chamomile. It's great products today. Yeah, you great products. products. Yeah. Great products. There's a lot of them, and you don't know what to buy. And it's no. frustrating, but there's a lot of them. But no, it's like because like they're all the same stuff, but like they're all also very different. You also don't really need any. <laughs> that's very true it's very true it's so that's true the, part of the part of the equation but no it's it's a you know I, I think that the big takeaway for me as far as like you know you got to do your own thing you got to talk to people mm-hmm. I think the postpartum process is super hard so I just like encourage people as much as possible but like, 100% for a lot of people went through it so you just try to talk to talk to folks as much as possible you don't need to be like quote unquote tough or anything and, and yeah like the whole thing sorry and by the way like weaning off breastfeeding is really, really hard also. I can imagine that's so true. Jenna, Jenna went back to work after six months. She was so lucky because she had... Um, that's a long time. That's yeah, sick. Yeah, Canadian, so they... Uh, oh, that's great. So, you know... So Matt is a friend who was on, on maternity leave for a year. Yeah. Yeah, well, most... She's in the UK. Great. Most do it for a year. It's crazy. I mean, it's great. It's yeah. From, you know, it should be more... more frequent. 100%. So she, she goes back to work in six, six months and she's like, okay, like she can't, you know... And for her, pumping never really was like work. It was like painful, or she just didn't like doing it. And so I was like, okay. Oh, it's not just her. It's the most painful thing on the planet. I assume it is. I mean, I feel like I've seen, you know, I don't know. The whole thing is just another, it just like adds one other layer of like, on top of everything else, we have to deal with this pumping. It's just crazy. And then you think um, you think you're getting to touch those tits after they're yeah. done pumping? No chance. They yeah, those well, puppies never coming ever, out. I don't think I ever thought that. But, <laughs> <laughs> like, given that it was done, but like they no, it's it's just like and now I start to, like it all is sort of coming back. But like you know, yeah, like you want to try to sleep, and the tough part about sleeping is that if you don't breastfeed, then you're getting into pain basically from that. So it's like this cruel cycle of, of not yeah. being able to sleep. And it's just like, all right, you can deal with it. I mean, I think our perspective on it was always just like, you know, like, no, like we can, we don't have to like be zombies and not sort of live a normal life and do that. So anyway. Did you wake Ellis up to like to feed in the middle of like in the middle of the night or did you let him sleep? We sort of followed his natural cues. Okay. Um, in the beginning, obviously we were more regimented and then, I mean, we did the sleep training. Some people don't do the sleep training. I mean, I personally... We're about to start. I personally recommend it. Yeah. I understand people have different, you know... We're doing approaches. that 12 by 12 shit. Yeah, 12 by 12, which is, by the way, if you're listening to the podcast, just come on the podcast. It's a great it's a great book, but I, I, if I could reformat, they need like some kind of software component worksheet to add in, like an interactive app. You know how many fucking apps there are? So, you know, they could have an app and it's like, okay, you're, you've got to have like a ledger and, you know, I don't know. I just, yeah, if I could, if, they, if they, this comes upon them, I would recommend that we partner up in some kind of interactive software app. All right. So we've gone like 40 minutes now. I want to start to wrap up a little bit. Um, for sure. But I, I can go on. <laughs> yes, I know. Don't sure, worry. I lived with you for a year. I know. Um, but what I want to do. And what I want to ask every one of my guests before, like, we wrap up and do the whole thing is, what is your, like, single, like, one thing, what's your single favorite thing about being a dad, about fatherhood in general, or, like, what's your favorite experience that you've had so far? Oh, man. I mean, there's obviously, there's so many, and obviously, like, there's a lot of amazing things, like, when they smile the first time, when they sort of, sort of recognize you. That's a good like, one. You're like, holy shit, they recognize me. Which is pretty awesome because I feel like for the first few months you didn't recognize me or like did you didn't know again, it's not like recognize you just didn't know. But honestly the thing I probably love the most is I love just having like conversations with him. Like I don't have baby conversations with him. You know, like I just talk to him like he's my contemporary. So I'll just like have pretty like adult conversations with him. Just about whatever, like about Literally, I'll talk to him about work. I'll talk to him just about sports or, like, whatever. Like, he'll just, like, I don't, and, and honestly, I feel like they totally get it. He's so, uh, just, like, low, he, he's, like, he's very stimulated by the whole thing. He's just going nuts. He's like, oh, oh. He, like, gets really excited. And, uh, 
So honestly, I've just always had this theory like the babies are just so smart and I think they just get everything. So I think so also. I agree with you. My thing to do, like, you know, like, I, he's like my buddy. You know, I just talk to him and I don't, I don't dumb it down for him at all and I feel like he totally gets it. Honestly, he's a good listener. <laughs> <laughs> he must be a good listener. <laughs> yeah. But no, I would say that's like my, like, to give like a, a less common answer. Yeah. Like, I would say that's my No, that's fantastic. Favorite that's, thing that I I can't wait until, like, Laura's, like, that age where I can, like, talk to her and not just, like, tell her she smells like poop all the time. Yeah, and also just to be, like, corny and tell you, like, I was the same shit. Like, I, I, like, I just have to go through photos to, like, remember what that even looks like. So, you know, soak it all up. As bad as it is in the beginning, and let me not, it's bad. <laughs> it does, you're 100%. But it gets really, it gets exponentially better. And, uh, you know, and then it just is a lot of fun. And you're already having fun. I saw it. I great time. It's the best. Yeah. So it's literally it's the best so thing in the world. It. It's not fucking easy. No, it's but, not. And ask for help and talk to people. I think that's the biggest thing. Talking yeah. to people, making sure you have a support system, both yeah. during pregnancy yeah. and before birth, and then after it, yeah. it's so it's so key. And you know so what? Funny. Jenna said that too. Is that the end? Well, no, I was going to say, hopefully that, that's what this podcast does. Oh, you know yeah, what I mean? No, for it's, sure. But no, so I was actually, Jenna said, like, somebody asked Jenna, like, oh, like, they send us something, they're like, oh, do you guys think we should get this? And it was like some kind of high chair or something. And we're like, fuck a fucking high chair. Like, get a support system. That's yeah, cheap. 100%. Emotional support, physical support. Forget a registry, you get you friends. Need, yeah, yeah, you, you know? Need, you, need, you need a relationship support. You know, you need all these support things. So, yeah. you know, don't be afraid. There's no, there's nothing, nothing bad about that. It's all, all good things. So, 100%. You know, more and with Best that, with that, we're fucking out of here. Episode three, Dad Hard with a podcast. Boyko, thank you so time. much for coming on. Right. On at the beginning of the, of the podcast, we're gonna have to come. Right. We're gonna have to do another one from opening day to the Nets. We're gonna have Absolutely. to do. We, we should come here, do a pod yeah. before we go to the game. That's exactly what we're gonna do. One hundred percent. Joe Harris, if you're listening to the podcast, we live in the same neighborhood. <laughs> he walks to the. Stadium. He loves Joe Harris. He, well, he walks to the stadium. Maybe we'll run by. Yes, he stadium. knows because we're doing this above Barclays right now, and I'm like, watch us and walk into the stadium. <laughs> but no, seriously. Um, Thank you again for coming on. First guest. First guest in the books. My pleasure. Um, episode three, Dad Hard with a podcast. Thank you for listening. We're out. Peace. Remember back in the days before you got blazed and lost in the haze. Remember back in the times when being just a kid was fun. Right, right. Remember back in the days before you had brains or cared about your ways. Back in the times when being just a kid was fun.